to another episode of the Cajun Conservative. Where we talk about life, we talk about liberty, and we talk about the pursuit of happiness. And yes, we're showing the world that Cajuns are smarter than your average politician. Hope everyone had a good week this week, guys. And look, I'm ending a busy week, you know. And, um, you know, as I said, you know, I... We, you know, it's all for the glory of God. Let's just say it like that. We moved in to our new building at the church. All that is done. You can find that if you can find the service from this morning, or if you're listening to this after of last Sunday on New Beginning Fellowship Church. Just type in Bro Bridge. Should come up right away. Moved into a new building, and God has uh, God has opened the door for me to help out a little bit more in that area with uh, media and just helping in general of that of the facility. It was a great blessing. It was fun to do, and um, God has opened doors. So I want to thank everyone again always for listening to the podcast. It is, uh, it is an honor and blessing that you choose to be with me for this hour or so as I uh, discuss politics and things that are happening in this nation today. Um, if you have not yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. I am on Rumble, I am on Google, I'm on Spotify, and I am on Apple. Also, I'm going to go ahead, um, also on Facebook at the Cajun Conservative, uh, Cajun Conservative Show on Facebook. You can go find me on there. You can reach out to me at the Cajun Conservative 5 at gmail.com for interviews. Or you can go ahead if you have any questions or concerns. And you can find me on the website, by the way, too. Um, the Cajun Conservative Show dot wordpress.com so like i said a busy week um on youtube the video uh, a while back i went ahead and i said that i was on a podcast called the dude dudes connect podcast uh with james and highland great guys uh we disagree politically but that's okay you can have a discussion without you know it being a shouting match Unfortunately, our politicians don't know how to do that in Washington. They, it's our way or the highway, according to them. But Highland and James invited me a couple of weeks ago to be part of their podcast and discussion of abortion and pro-choice and pro-life. Um, you can go ahead and find that video on YouTube now. Just go type up the Do Connect podcast. And they have their, also their other videos of their discussions. You can go ahead and find them on YouTube. You can also find them on Spotify and I believe Apple and all the other platforms that are out there. Um, you can, like I said, I, I, I'm not sure they have a website. I have to talk to James about that, but just go type them up on Google. Do the Do Connect podcast, and they have that um, that discussion we had. I was about to call it a debate. Uh, and look, I don't like debating, guys. You know, and I, I guess you could say debate because you know we we we, we believe differently. But at the same time, I, I I like to discuss. I like, you know, giving me, you know, your opinion. Give me, give, giving me, you know, you know what you believe. I'm not against somebody believing different than me, folks. I'm not. I, I honestly, you know, do I think they're right if they disagree with me? You know, it depends on the opinion. But there's some things I've thought in the past that were wrong. Now on abortion and everything like that, I'm I'm pretty solid and pretty down to the down to the bone believing that. But you you know you you can you can disagree with somebody and still have a conversation with them. But majority of our nation don't don't see it like that. They get butt uh, butt hurt for the slightest little thing. So anyway, so let, let's start on our topics today. Uh, I guess you could say this is a breaking news story. 
The reason I say this is a breaking news story because uh, last week, while prepping for the show, and I prep all week, folks. You know, I, and look, if I had the time, I would do a show probably every day for you guys. I'd probably do a live show on YouTube or Facebook or something like that. But, unfortunately, life, uh, well, not unfortunately, because my life is pretty good. But I just don't have the time to go ahead and do a show every day. Uh, People have asked me for adding an extra show, and I I brought that out. I was considering that. And Rumble's a, a, a gang on this platform because I'm using Rumble right now, and... I believe that's a good avenue for if somebody wants to watch the podcast instead of just listen to the podcast. But anyway, so but I, I was prepping this week, and my mom comes up to me and said, Isaac, did you hear about the preachers in Mississippi getting arrested? I'm like, okay, well, what? I hear this. I'm like, well, two preachers being arrested. That is not good. That is not good for... You know, and he had to go around the content. Why were they arrested and all that stuff? Well, my dad is good friends with a pastor in Mississippi, and he went ahead and shared this along with him. So on August 3rd, there were some ministers that decided to go preach in a, a little area in Jackson, Mississippi. Now, talking to a friend of mine, he said around Jackson is very, very liberal and very, very anti-God. So, you know, you, you wonder, and they were in the section of Founder, Miss, uh, that's in Jackson, a little part of Jackson Town. And I, I don't know, and I didn't get that much detail on that, but it must be a downtown area or something like that. Um, and I started looking into it. Now, I did call the pastor that reached out to my dad, and I, I asked him some questions. And I started looking into it because when I started looking into it, the news art, the, the, the newspapers out there, or the news stations, which is WLTB, I believe so, let's go, yeah, WLBT3 in Jackson, Mississippi. Listen to the article, folks. Two founder protesters found guilty of simple assault. Now, according to this article, and like I said, I started looking into this because a lot of my news sources I get, and if you hear the podcast long enough, you know that I use Fox News, I use the Daily Wire, I use the Daily Caller, and other news. I I, I rarely pull from CNN. I rarely pull from political. I have a political story in today's shows, folks. But I started reading this, and listen to this. Two of the three members of the Church of Jackson charged after their conflict uh, uh, conflict where they found the resident were found guilty of misdemeanor crimes. Mr. Allen Slider and Brian Pinda Pinden were found guilty of misdemeanor simple assault in a trial which began last week. This article is written September 22nd, 2021. They went to jail. So you might be wondering, well, what were they protesting? Ladies and gentlemen, these were preachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I read these stories. Apparently a man named Michael Camp went ahead and was having a was supposed to be having a conversation with these guys on the day that was wrong. But when the story was written, the judge, Jeff Ron, uh, Reynolds, refers to their acts as domestic terrorism. 
Man, this sounds harsh, Isaac. Why are you bringing this story up? This is not making preachers look good. The defenders said that they just, that's just part of how they preach the gospel. And the Bible commands them to judge others. Now, before you get on your high horse, listeners, and you tell me that God does not tell us to judge people, you know, you talk about their salvation, basically saying, if, I'm going to bring some scripture out to you right now. When Jesus said, judge not, lest you be judged, he was talking about saying, hey, you cannot get saved. That's like looking at somebody and saying, hey, you know, you're doomed. You're, you're, you can't make it to heaven at all. That is judging someone's salvation. But if somebody steals something and it's obvious, I have the right to say, you know, you stole something. <gasps> you're judging me. Yeah, because you stole some. You did something wrong. And as believers of Jesus Christ, if we go ahead and minister the gospel and we preach, and if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we got to assume that one day, if you don't accept him and you die, you're going to go to hell for the sins you commit. That's in the Bible. Now, so I started reading this. And I'm reading what the judge says. and I started looking into it, folks. I called the Jackson mayor's office. No comments. I called the police department. We're going to get you in with our spokesperson. But that spokesperson has never called me back. I called the courthouse. And I asked if I can get a public, uh, the public records of all this stuff that's going on. Because I really want to know what's going on. Sorry, we can't get that to you. You got to have to call the mayor's office. Call the mayor's office, and the first time they were kind of hostile with me. But then the lady told me she was having a real bad day. She sends me to the clerk of court's office. I asked for the public records, and they say, go to the email address. I do everything right. To this day that I'm aware of, I have not gotten an email back from Jacksonville. Jackson, Mississippi. Correction. So as a good, any good reporter does, and I I am not a journalist or a reporter, I go ahead and I dig a little deeper into the story. So let me tell you what really happened, folks, because I learned something about WLBT3 in Jackson, Mississippi. Apparently they're very liberal. Because they went ahead and, yes, they quoted the past, the, the preachers, Mr. Allen and Mr. Brian, which, if you go on Facebook, you can go ahead and find an interview that I'm doing Facebook Live with them later on after this recording. By the time this recording drops, it should be on my Facebook page. But Brother Allen and Brother Brian decided to go ahead and minister the gospel. Now, this has been this has been going on in Founder for a little while now, according to uh, Pastor Keith uh, Dalton from Mississippi, the pastor of church at Jackson. And these these two men, Brother Allen and Brother Brian, decided to go ahead and preach the gospel this day. Now they're preaching and they're holding up signs and they, they're showing what was going on. The news article said that they were in front of abortion clinic. They come to find out they were two blocks away from the abortion clinic. These ministers start preaching and they're using phrases like, if you die without Jesus Christ, you're going to hell or you're going to face God's judgment. 
Well, Mr. Matthew Camp comes out of nowhere, apparently, and starts bullying these pastors. At one point, Mr. Camp's girlfriend takes the camera off the chest of one of the pastors. Or one of the preachers. Now, folks, he and also in the news article, this is on WLBT. Surprisingly, this is correct. Say that Mr. Camp kind of motioned to him, hey, look, come on, let's fight, let's fight, let's come on, let's fight. But they kept on preaching. Now, apparently they know the na- they knew his name. But they made a statement to Mr. Camp, and this made him feel threatened, folks, according to WLBT. That they told him, Matthew, you are going to die. And see, the phrase stopped right there. Folks. And I hate left-wing media that does this. Left-wing media will quote something, but not really bring you out the content of what's going on. They won't go ahead and tell you the whole story. Brother Allen and Brother, Brother Brian made a statement something like this. Matthew, you're going to die and face God someday. See, folks, that is a statement. That ain't a threat. But according to Mr. Camp, now I've never reached out to Mr. Camp. I don't even know how to. If Mr. Camp, if you're listening to this and you want to give me your statement, email me, thecajunconservative5 at gmail.com. I'll gladly get back to you and get your side of the story. But WLBT3 in Jackson kind of cover your rear end on that. Anyway, so they made that statement, and it it calmed down. There's some things other happened with that that not pertaining to this story. And I said one of three, they did have, like I said, they had an incident after. But anyway... A couple of weeks, I believe a couple of weeks go by that Mr. Allen and Mr. Bryan gets a summons to go to court. Apparently, Mr. Camp felt threatened because they said, Matthew, you're going to die. I wonder if he kind of went ahead and told the whole story. Got a summons and had to go to court on simple assault charges. Folks, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right here. I'm going to give you something, okay? And I said, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, like I said, this look about the Dude Connect podcast. I don't agree with James and Highland on abortion. But I'll sit down and have a conversation with them. Now, and look, I can't stop Dude Connect from, 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 from posting content. Look, they, they disagree with me and they can't go ahead and stop me from posting content. Listen, I believe in free speech. If you want to go ahead and believe that the sky is red, you have the right to believe that way. But if you want to go on a street corner and hold a sign and say the sky is red, and we can prove to you that it, I'm not saying that Brian, Mr. Brian and Mr. Allen are, are lying because I believe what they, they were saying about the gospel is true. I'm the Junior's example. You can disagree with whoever's on the sidewalk, but you can't go over there and start a physical altercation with somebody and expect, well, in Jackson, apparently you can because 
We're going to hear what the judge had to say. But ladies and gentlemen of this audience, the way that it sounded, the way that I got this, Matthew Camp started a lot of this stuff. Now, we don't, we don't know all the details. I said, I've got, I've got stories. I believe, I believe it wasn't the pastor's fault for this altercation. But if you disagree with somebody, just keep on walking along. You have the freedom of speech. But anyway, they go to court. And Mr. Allen and Mr. Brian are represented by a lawyer. The first time they weren't even allowed that to happen. I thought this was America, folks, by the way. But Mr. Allen and Mr. Brian go into the courtroom. They give their statements. They watch the videos of everything that goes on. One of the gentlemen, I can't recall who it was, made the statement that they would not stop preaching the gospel. It don't matter who would tell them that to stop or whatnot. And this is where the judge comes into play, Jeff Reynolds. I'm not a judge. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a lawyer. But ladies and gentlemen, this judge did something that I never heard of before. Yes, he called them domestic terrorists. But at the same time, according to a few of the sources, Pastor uh, uh, Kent Kent Dalton from the uh, Jackson Church, tells me the judge also said that prison wouldn't stop these people. So what he was going to do on a misdemeanor misdemeanor charge, by the way, would charge these people $500,000 bond and six months in jail, I believe for Brother Allen, and three months for Brother uh, Brian. I could be wrong on that. It could be vice versa. But ladies and gentlemen... $500,000. Now, the judge did not really look at the evidence, in my opinion. He went ahead. He went ahead and called these men domestic terrorists. And he also went ahead and he he, he, he put an unreasonable penalty on these two men, dropped the charges on another. But these two men... $500,000, ladies and gentlemen, and prison time. Now, this is my opinion. After doing all the research and hearing all this, I think the judge went ahead to the plaintiff's side because he did not like what they were preaching. He maybe needs to go ahead and recheck his life. To charge a man $500,000, If there was a crime there, you know, go ahead and and do the due penalty. But don't charge $500,000 because you didn't like what they said. This judge did not rule accordingly, folks. Now, people might say, well, Isaac, they, 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 they did say that word. Yes, they said something. But if you look in the content, they did not threaten this man or his, his girlfriend. And I got to be honest, the only thing I disagree with, is, and the news story is right, that they called his, his, uh, his girlfriend Jezebel. But even that, come on, when people out there say worse things, 
Ladies and gentlemen, this was not just. This was not justice. The reason the judge went ahead and he said this, I'm going to use you as an example so nobody goes out there again. It's sad, folks. It's sad. Our justice system is going in the toilet because America and its justice system hates God. I will be right back. For delivering material to a job site, Acadiana uses Hayes Dump Truck Services. Since 2011, Hayes has been moving heaven and earth to job sites all over Acadiana with their top-of-the-line dump trucks. Whether it's a huge landscaping job or a pre-construction site, Hayes has the manpower and equipment to move the materials fast, fast. You call, we haul. Dirt, compost, gravel, topsoil, fill sand, and limestone. Call Hayes right now, 852-8043. Hayes Dump Truck Services, where Jesus is Lord of this company. Welcome back to the Cajun Conservative for the second segment of the day. I got another topic, but I, I want to go ahead and continue with this. Because ladies and gentlemen, this was not done right by these two ministers. Going out and preach the gospel. And, and to tell the world about Jesus Christ. Now, of course, if you are an atheist or you're a non-believer, you would tell me, well, Isaac, they did say this guy was they were, he was going to die. And like I said, the judge didn't look at content because the judge said he wanted to use him as an example. I said this in the last segment. Now, there is some good news out of this, folks. There is some good news because the two brothers that did go to jail won many souls to the kingdom of God while there. That I, I'm hearing. I'm hearing some great reports that they were in jail. Like I said at the time of this recording, I have not talked to him, but I do have a scheduled interview with them and it's probably gonna be on Facebook Live with my good buddy and my good my fellow conservative Nate Savage. You gotta love that man, man. That, that, that he brings a swag to the party, I'm just saying. But me and Nate's gonna go ahead and talk to them tonight. Uh tonight at the time of this recording later on. Now these two men have been out of jail now for a few days. Well, Isaac, how did they get out of jail? I believe they went to jail on September twenty second. That's when the article's written. But Brother Allen and Brother Brian got out of jail because there was a judge with common sense that said that was harsh. He changed the verdict to $5,000 bond, and now they're waiting their court date. But simple assault, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. Men that kill, uh, men, murderers don't get that type of sins. Or so. It, it, it's horrible what this judge did. Now, people might say, well, he had to do his job. Well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not asking him not to do his job. What I am asking him to do is do it right. By the time of this recording, like I said, I haven't talked to these, these brothers yet, but we are talking to them tonight. We have a scheduled interview. So go ahead and look for that on the Cajun Conservative Facebook page at the, uh, at the Cajun Conservative. But this nation has come a long way when they're locking up ministers I honestly feel this judge really put them in jail just because they were preaching. Now, I am by far not a judge. By far, I am not a lawyer. 
what I do, I look at the evidence. I, I've reported this, and if I had to write a, like I said, I don't think it was their fault. Now, there is vi- a video of this, but apparently you can't find it. Now, I'm hoping to get that. If I had that video, I would show you guys. Well, for my Rumble channel, of course. But it's just sad that our nation has grown so cold. On Brothers Just Searching, our upcoming episode for the week, we talk about how most American Christians do not hold a biblical worldview. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe they were con- maybe these people that were convicted all around this area. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't the first time they've had problems. Brother Keith Dalton of the church at Jackson has told me they've been trying to build a building, and they're in, a, they're in the middle of a, a legal fight right now to get permits because Haynes County, where they're located at, has told them they don't want them to have a church there. Also, they've had other physical altercations. They even had trouble with the police out there. And see, one article from WLBT, their great reporting that I could see from these two articles, reported that these people were cussing and being loud and, and all this other stuff. They were, oh, these business owners don't like them. Come to find out there's a lot of people with money that want to do things there. But because of the preaching of the gospel, stopping things. So, hey, they can't make money off of evildoers. So, hey, let's stop the good guys. That's their opinion. Even on WLPT said their kids are even evil. They threw glass through a window at a hotel. I contacted the hotel. They never got back to me. But I got the story. Kids were being kids and being bored. Took a rock. They were playing with a rock. And somehow or another, the rock went through the window. Ah, I said, come on. You can't tell me that was done on, um, that wasn't done on purpose. Well, when I was a kid, I was playing football. Football, mind you. And I broke a window. Folks. The news media has not reported this right. I, look, to be honest with you, I'm surprised this has not reached Fox News, Newsmax, and other news outlets. I don't know. Maybe it takes this Cajun conservative to go ahead and get get the news out to you guys. Or my great brother, Nate Savage. Maybe even Scott Ford. I've told them guys about it. But ladies and gentlemen, this is just outrageous. This is outrageous. Now, this is the stuff I found out on my own. I didn't go according to this news story. If I would have went according to WLBT3 News in Jackson... I would have said, well, these preachers were wrong. They shouldn't have assaulted that man. That ain't being the light of Christ. I had to go dig it on myself. That's why I tell people, don't look. And what's sad is that you can't even trust your local news media no more. See, I can understand people not listening to CBS, ABC. These are national left-wing news organizations. But this was a local television station, news station. And they went ahead, in my opinion, wrote this story on political grounds. Not on, not on real facts. And it's sad, folks. It's sad. Look, and look, I'm not the only one. 
Isaac, that's just your point of opinion. No, another judge saw it and said, hey, I'm going to bring it down to $5,000 so they can get out and they can be with their families. Because these two men are hardworking individuals along with being ministers of the gospel. This, ju- this story should be the judge wanted to use them as an example. And it's sad, folks. It's sad. All right. My next story is kind of on the, on the, on the, uh, the principle of Afghanistan and General Milley phone calls. Earlier this week, well, last week, the, the, they, they, um, the Senate called some of the, some of our Pentagon military officials. And, and look, before I go on, I want to say this right now. Just make a quick statement. The Biden administration and the Democrat Party is failing in a lot of areas. And I don't care what anybody says. One of them was Afghanistan. I'm going to give you some content of what I'm about to talk about. Because on, Thursday, on Tuesday of last week, top military officers testified that they uh, 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 stress that the U.S. Uh, assisted, that the U.S. should maintain a presence of at least 2,500 troops in Afghanistan. With Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin admitting that their input was received by President Biden, despite Biden's claims to contrary. What does that mean, folks? Giving content. A couple of weeks ago, when this 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 decision was made president biden went ahead and said i looked at all the information i looked at all the 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 things that i needed to do and i and i went ahead and i made sure i made the right decision when asked did the military personnel at the pentagon give you advice to stay in there Biden clearly stated, now there's videos of this, saying that none of my military personnel, none of them whatsoever, told me not to withdraw. And I'm going to do like Joe Biden right now. I'm going to whisper to you guys. He said it like this. The top military personnel did not tell me anything. So somebody's lying, folks. Austin, chairman of the Joint Chief of Chaff, General Mark Milley, which I'm going to talk a little bit about later on at this hearing, what also happened. And head of the U.S. Central Command, General Kennedy Kennedy McKenzie, appeared before the Senate Armed Services Committee last Tuesday for a public hearing on the Biden administration crucial Military withdrawal from Afghanistan. Now, this is coming from Fox News. Brooke Singman wrote this article for Fox. McKenzie and Milley both testified that they recommend maintaining a presence of U.S. troops in Afghanistan. This is McKenzie's words. I won't share my personal recommendation to the... Uh, I won't share my personal recommendation to the, to the president, but I will give you my honest opinion. And my honest opinion and view shapes my recommendation. McKenzie testified, and I recommended that we maintain 2,500 2, troops in Afghanistan. 
Now, no, uh, yeah, that was McKenzie. Excuse me. So, McKenzie, who is one of the chief military advisors uh, to to President, um, but ahead of the U.S. Central uh, Command, told Joe Biden, "Hey, let's keep at least twenty five hundred there for uh, Mr. President." Let's keep our 2,500 troops there. McKinsey said he made a similar recommendation in the fall of 2020 under the Trump administration, which also had intentions to withdraw all U.S. troops from Afghanistan, saying at the time he would recommend that the U.S. maintain at least 4,000 troops in Afghanistan. I also have a view that the withdrawal of these forces would leave in the vulnerable to the uh, in, uh, vulnerable to the collapse of Afghanistan military forces and evidently the Afghan government, McKenzie testified. Now, like I said, he wasn't the only one. That Lloyd Austin was there and um, uh, uh, General Milley was there. Milley was also pressed on the matter, saying that while he was not to share his personal recommendation made to the president, he, uh, he assisted uh, his assessment was back in the fall of 2020 and remained consistent throughout, meaning General Milley did not waver on this, that we should keep a steady state of 2,500, and it could branch up to about 3,500, maybe something like that in order to move uh, towards negotiable uh, solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, these are are military-minded men. See, folks, I even came behind this microphone and said that these men that pull, that said, hey, go ahead and pull these people out. And I was talking about General Milley and other ones. That they should resign. All these top military brass should resign because they went ahead and asked to pull out individuals, pull out troops before they pull out civilians. Now, like I said, it depends who's lying. Is this top military brass lying to protect their rear end? Or is the Biden administration lying? Like I said, this is according to Fox News. Biden and the White House officials have said repeatedly that no military leaders advisors, no leaders advise him to leave a small military presence behind. With the president himself telling ABC News in August that no one recommended a 2,500 True presence that he could recall. Well, oh, oh, well, that, oh, hold on. That explained it. I just got, I just got a revelation. He said, recall. He probably forgot that he had these high intelligent meetings. He probably forgot, folks, that, that his, oh, his military personnel, the ones that give him advice, the ones that say, hey, we should stay, we shouldn't stay. He, he, he didn't recall. He must have been taking a nap or eating ice cream while they said that, folks. Like I said, this is a lie. Somebody's lying. To my knowledge, the president hasn't made a statement on this. But, folks, I've been saying this all about Afghanistan. Somebody even asked me today, Isaac, what do you think about the Afghanistan, Afghanistan situation? And I'm going to stay true to my guns. See, this was a Trump thing. Trump was going to take them out. Trump didn't win. Trump, Trump supposedly didn't win for the re-election. 
So Biden to go ahead and to get get a see a lot of people in America did not want Afghanistan be in Afghanistan no more. They wanted to get out. They wanted. They were tired of fighting this endless war. So the Biden administration to try to help his numbers because you see COVID ain't going well for him. The 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 uh you know the economy isn't going that well. Inflation is rising. So to get a quick political win and get into good grace with the American people, he decided to go ahead and pull out the Afghanistan troops. See, he wasn't he wasn't thinking, folks. But that's something common with Biden. He don't think. But General Milley faced criticism a while back. But if General Milley, Milley did tell Biden, hey, you need to keep at least twenty five to thirty five hundred troops there. And McKinley said the McKinsey said the same thing. McKinley, McKinley, whatever his name is, said the exact same thing. And Biden just told them, no. We don't need to blame these generals no more. We don't. We don't need to blame these generals for doing wrong. We don't need to blame these generals. Because this falls on one plate. See, these guys take orders from the president of the United States of America. He is supposed to be the commander in chief. Now, I'm not sure if it was this meeting or another committee meeting somewhere, but they were talking about the drone strike. Who, who approved the drone strike on those, the, that family that was in that car? We thought they were terrorists. Went bomb a car. Before having good intel. Folks, I'm about to talk about this in my next segment. It, it, it just, everything that, that Biden has done, I, I'm serious. Biden is in his 10th month. We just got into October. Biden has done, has done more, has done the worst job of any president in the first 10 months. Then Barack Obama. To be honest with you folks, I thought Jimmy Carter and Barack Obama was bad. Look, I know, oh, you're always too young to know about Jimmy Carter. I got history books. Jimmy Carter was by far the worst president of these here United States. But I think Joe Biden has topped him. And the only worst vice president before Kamala Harris was Joe Biden. He passed the torch very well. But these men, these these military men, went ahead and recommended not to. I promise you, if they did that, they did right to tell the president, hey, do this. But the president of the United States, Joe Biden, Decided, I'm going to go ahead and have a political win and not worry about civilians and help my popularity go up instead of worrying about people. Do you really like our president, folks? Do you really like our president? A man that endorses abortion. And a man that, that says, we will all create equal in the, 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 the thing, the thing. Like I said, folks, that's why he, that's why he said, hey, I, nobody gave him Miller that I recall. He probably was too busy eating his vanilla ice cream or taking a nap while they told him. They had to, hey, Mr. President, 
and and like I said, if these military uh, personnel did give him this advice and he didn't take it, and I'm going to say the same thing in my last my last minute of this segment. If Trump was not going to take their recommendation, they was wrong. Because Trump wanted to do a complete withdrawal. But this is the problem. It fell on the Biden. Instead of Biden doing right, he didn't listen. And it turned into a Bosch mission. I'll be right back. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here, and I'm here to tell you about the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. I know Scott personally. He's a true blue, red-hot conservative, talking about current world events, but just not telling you about the world events. He's giving you a God on his opinion of what's going on. So today, go ahead and check out the Scott Ford Show on YouTube. Since I've told you, next time I see you, I'm going to ask you, did you watch the Scott Ford Show? If you say yes, I'm going to give you a thumbs up with a big smile. If not, I'm going to look at you weird and say, why are you not watching the Scott Ford Show? So go check out the Scott Ford Show today on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. Welcome back, everybody. As I always say, where does time go when you're having fun? All right. Okay, so, um, you know, I'm talking about General Milley. Well, we were talking about McKinley and Milley. Like I said, I do, I do agree with their statement on Afghanistan. And I said in the last segment, if Biden just went ahead and... I ain't going to worry about that. I'm going to do what I want to do. Why you got military advisors? But at the same hearing on last, last Tuesday, we, we had general Milley and some, well, I believe some of the Republicans. I'm not, I don't know about the, the, the Democrats, which it would surprise me if they did, but they started grilling general Milley on this phone call. Now, some people might say, what, what, what you mean, Isaac? What you mean about this phone call? Well, the chairman of the Gene Software staff, like I said, General Milley, Mark Milley, maintained his absolute loyalty to the United States Tuesday and said he made top Trump administration officers aware of calls with the Chinese counterpart Despise reports to the contrary. So, give you some content before I continue with this story. There was a book that was written, and I believe one was a liberal lawyer. I'm not a liberal lawyer, liberal uh, journalist. Um, Bob Woodward and Robert Costa, uh, Costa, the book, and it claimed that General Milley contacted Lou. Yeah, Lou, L-I, I guess you could say it like that. After he had reviews intelligence that suggests China of, of, uh, officials believed the United States were planning an attack on China. A military uh, 
exercises in the South China Sea. The book claimed Milley contacted Liu in the second, uh, a second time to reassure him that the United States would not make any type of advances or attack China in any form. So Milley on Tuesday, uh, last Tuesday addressed the allegations saying he served the United States for 43 years. My loyalty is to this nation. It's people. The Constitution. uh, And the Constitution hasn't changed and will never change as long as I have breath to give. Billy said, my loyalty is absolute and I will not turn my back on the fallen. Billy went on to deliver a point-by-point rebuttal to the claims in the book, saying he uh, routinely communicated with his counterpart with the knowledge and conduction of the civil uh, civil's oversight. I am specifically directed to communicate with the Chinese by Department of Defense guidelines, policies, dialogue system, Milley said. These military-to-military communications at the highest level are critical to the security of the United States in order to the de- the de- de- Decounfit the uh, the uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, tongue tied right here. Deconfront military actions, manage crisis, and prevent wars between two great powers armed with nuclear weapons. Billy explained that the call, which took place on October 30th of 2020 and January 8th of 2021, were conducted before and after with the Defense Secretary Mark Espen and then-acting Defense Secretary Christopher Miller staff, as well as the intelligence. The specific purpose of the October and January call was, to generate, was generated by concerning intelligence, which caused us to believe the Chinese were worried about an attack by the U.S. military, Miller explained. Milley added, I know I am certain President Trump did not intend on attacking the Chinese. And it is my direct responsibility to convey presidential orders and intent. My task at the time was to do to de-escalate. My message was consistent, calm, steady, de-escalating. Milley said, we are not going to attack you. Now, in that same phone call, according to the book, that Milley said that, and if we were, I was going to tell you. Now we gotta look at content of that. Did he say that to say, hey, look, if we were gonna attack you, we would just come out and say, hey, pack up. We're about to blow you up. Or was Millie, you know, saying, hey, the president is nuts. So we, we don't know. And it goes into all the the call. Now, I, I believe I saw an article earlier, and don't quote me on this, I don't know, that then um then Defense Secretary Mark Espin said he didn't he didn't know nothing about the call. As I said in the last segment, somebody's lying. So who's lying? Is it the book writers or is it the the general? I came on this podcast a few weeks ago after the story broke of the book. That General Milley should resign. Excuse me. And because he was a disgrace to the nation. Now we get his side of the story. But ladies and gentlemen, now if this was a routine phone call, I'm not worried about it. What made it sound bad and how the book portrayed it was that General Milley was defying President Donald J. Trump. 
Was he? I don't know. But at this time, I really, really would like to know what really happened in that room. Because, the, 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 and that's the thing, is that he said, she said thing. Not like Mark Levin said, these two wacko reporters, hey, let's hold on to this. Because when it's going to be time to sell our book, we're going to get some good numbers. I learned that about liberals, folks. They don't write anything good. So when they think they got some, it, you know, it might, it, might, it might help our intelligence, military intelligence, they tell us right away. But, yeah, we're going to hold off on that. We're going to hold off on that because, see, if we, if we tell them right now and we didn't write the book, um, people are going to forget. But now people are really interested in this book. They want to read what Rob Costasta uh, and the other guy want, wrote, want to, what they wrote in the book. So it's really to make sales. But ladies and gentlemen, this whole... Now, look, if General Milley is telling the truth and everybody knew about this, well, look, if this was routine, great. But if he really did define the president of the United States and was worried, it's kind of funny how it happened just after the, or right before the election and right after January 6th. We don't know. We don't know. Like I said, and that, uh, now we, but we do know this is confirmed that he did make a phone call. So I, I think the intelligence department is going to go ahead and try to figure this out. The Republicans are going to try to figure this out what happened. Now it goes to another story, though, too. It, it, it is kind of funny how Chris Cuomo, which is in a sexual scandal right now. See, it's kind of funny. Andrew Cuomo goes through a sex scandal, and now his brother is going through one. Chris Cuomo from CNN, I believe it was an ex, uh, a exclusive producer, said that she felt threatened, and he kind of made sexual advances on her. This might be even the Cuomo name. I don't know. But anyway, Chris Cuomo comes to the defense of General Milley, saying how the, Re- the Republican Party set him up. That's right, folks. The Republican Party set him up for that. No, he was answering questions. And General Milley, look, in those Senate committees, I don't think they have a set, set of questions. If it goes to the Republican, they want to ask a question. They can far away, and he has the answer because he's under oath. Now, see, he's now he is under oath, and he's on record for saying I did make them phone calls. Now, I, I honestly feel if you don't, if they, I don't know, if they're going to release the transcript. Now, I don't know why China would have thought we were attacking them to begin with, but they mentioned Trump, so it, it could have maybe been Trump. Trump might lose, and oh, he's going to attack us. Uh, that's one thing I do agree with, Millie. Hey, let's try to de-escalate this because there's these are two nations with nuclear war uh, warheads. Let's try to, uh, instead of throwing one nuclear bomb and us returning another nuclear bomb. Let, let's say let's you know let, let's hey let's end this with talks. If that was it, hey, and then the the other team knew about it, the administration knew about it. Now, I know Trump didn't know about it because he didn't mention Trump. But like he said, he knew the intention. Trump wasn't going to go ahead and fire him. Maybe that's why he said it. We don't know. But it, the, the, what the phrase that really got me on this whole story to begin with was him saying, well, if we were going to attack you, I would have called you and told you. So, and that was, I think that's the phrase that is that's making a lot of conservatives and Republicans upset that, you know, if we were going to go ahead and attack somebody, that our general would tell them, you know, a good... An attack is an attack unless you catch them by surprise. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't. 
I don't know. Anyway, all right, so let's go ahead and talk about the other big subject this week, and I'm very happy about this. So this week, um, Nancy Pelosi made a promise that by the end of the month, she was going to go ahead and pass the $1 trillion package, the bipartisan package deal in the House. Now, when I first heard about this, because you had 19 Republicans, including my own Senator Bill Cassidy, vote for this bill. In the Senate, it was a bipartisan bill where it went about $1.2 to $1.3 trillion of spending on so-called infrastructure. Now, we know that they wanted this bill to be bigger. They wanted to add a lot more things. They wanted climate change and all that other stuff. Well, in the Senate, it passed $1.2 trillion. Now, my own Bill Cassidy went on record by saying, look, if we pass this bill, it's going to make it a lot harder for the $3.5 trillion bill to pass. Now, that has stalled in the Senate, thanks to Joe Manchin and Cinema from Arizona and uh, Manchin from West Virginia. Because this week, we've been, I've been hearing stories about Biden having meetings with these people. Uh, Joe Manchin and uh, let me get her first name. I know it's Cinema on uh for the arizona senator but they they went ahead and said look we'll do another 1.5 but 3.5 is just way too much and you see the thing of it is about this bill they added a lot of stuff in here they added a lot of pork they for social infrastructure and and other things of that nature but then and like i said back to joe manchin joe manchin said last thursday that he would not support a bill that goes over 1.5 trillion. And Cinema said that Christy Cinema from Arizona said that she wasn't going to support anything that higher. So that that bill is going down into the tube. Cuz see the Democrats thought this folks, hey, we got a 50-50 Senate, we got the house by slim majority, like 5 or 6. We'll better get everything because um, uh, Kamala Harris is just going to come in and she's just going to go ahead and pass anything we want. Now, this one point, the one point two trillion dollar bill, like I said, did go past the Senate and went to the House. The problem with Nancy Pelosi's one point two trillion dollar bill is that uh, progressives like the squad, Ilar Omar and Alexander Ocasio-Cortez and they don't want to support it. Why? Because they want this three. That, that's not the really the bill they wanted. They want the three. They want the three point five trillion dollar package because that goes towards more social, the socialistic ideas and goes to more socialistic um, things. It, 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 you you get what I'm saying? It's not the one point two trillion is a start, but they really want that one point uh, three point five trillion dollar package. Because that spending package is gonna it, first of all, it's gonna it's gonna help abortions. It's gonna make abortion go through the roof, and it got some other things that are in it that are like I said, a socialistic idea. Come on, man! This this was endorsed by Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is one of the biggest socialist socialists out there, and I'm, I have another reason why I think that this is getting a lot of uh, a lot of backlash for the Democrat Party, which we're gonna get to in a second. But but Nancy Pelosi apparently on Friday gave up. A, um, Nancy House Speaker Nancy Pelosi drew the white flag last Friday. I'm reading an article I found today. 
It was written yesterday by Kyle Morris from Fox News. Demanding that more time is needed to pass the $1 trillion infrastructure bill. That is one of the pillars of President Biden's agenda. After uh, uh, vowing to pass the measure this week, while Pelosi had promised moderate House Democrats that the infrastructure bill would be on the floor, progressives threatened to sink it unless it, it was complete, uh, coupled with the $3.5 trillion spending measure known as the Build Better, Back Better Act. That included a variety of social, socialistic welfare programs. Now, all the Republicans, along with Joe Manchin and Christy Sinema of Arizona, refused to support the $3.5 tra- uh, trillion in new spending, meaning the bill could not pass the Senate. So it is no... No, no use for Pelosi to pass it in the House, and she and so and she was forced to cave on the infrastructure bill because progressives insisted that other measures be uh, measure B must be considered by the House too, or they'll vote against the infrastructure bill. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is what it's doing. The Democrats are fighting against themselves. You won't see this on CNN. You won't see this on. Uh, on ABC, you won't see this on CBS or anything like that because they. I learned something about the left wing, left wing media. They, they they have to show that the Democrats are right all the time, and they have to go ahead and make sure they look united. But these bills are failing, folks. These bills are failing. Look, I'm happy. I I didn't agree with the 1.2 trillion. Even that some Republicans said this is a good bill. Because I'm even hearing Louisiana politicians say that if this bill passed, we'll have money for bridges. We'll have money for roads. We have money. Then why are you taxing? You know, if that bill passed, hey, John Bell Edwards should lower our taxes because a lot of people are paying for those taxes right now. Them roads and them them bridges that John Bell Edwards saying that we're going to get. But the Democrats are divided, folks, and this, this is the first part. Is they're divided bad, probably worse than what the Republicans are. Now, Republicans are united against these bills in the House, thank goodness. But Nancy Pelosi knows she doesn't have the votes. Nancy Pelosi knows she don't have the votes. And look, and folks, I, look, I've I seen some this week, and I knew this already, but Democrats lie to get what they want. Republicans do too. Bill Cassidy said that this $1.2 trillion bill was paid for, which it wasn't. Infrastructure, uh, inflation went up when they passed this thing. And, 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 and um, Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi did something, I believe it was this week, went on TV and said, hey, this $3.5 trillion package is really paid for. You know, you know, they they say it's not, but it's really paid for. This won't really put us in debt. This really is all paid for, folks. According to Bill Cassidy and Nancy Pelosi, that is one of the biggest lies that I've ever heard. The big, the second biggest lie I heard of that was you can keep your doctor and you can keep your plan under the Obamacare Act. In my opinion, that this is a worse lie because this is something about with money. But Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, oh, this, and they need this thing to pass, folks. They want this stuff to pass. Joe Biden wants it to pass. See, Joe Biden is failing, ladies and gentlemen. He failed in Afghanistan. He failed with infrastructure, apparently, because the bill ain't passing. He can't get Joe Manchin and uh, 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 Kristen Cinema to pass it. 
And look, like I, and I've said this multiple times. Look, Joe Manchin was from the United, uh, from Louisiana, and he ran against Bill Cassidy. I vote, I vote for him. Same thing with Cinema. <gasps> you vote for a Democrat? Yeah, at least I know what he would do. Not, not lie about it. These bills are failing, folks. And look, I'm happy for it. I'm glad. Because like I said, the Republican Party, 20 of them, agree with this. There was so much pork in these bills that it, it, it did. It, it, I remember when I talked about that. I remember talking about these when this passed. But to go ahead and to make a lie saying, hey, it's already paid for. It is ridiculous. On this last point, there's a little bit of time. I got about 30 seconds or 40 seconds left. At the same time, this shows, I think the reason why Cinema and Manchin are not voting for this, I think they're, I don't know if they're up for re-election. I don't have to look. But they're from West Virginia and Arizona are swing states. I know Arizona is for sure. And these states right here, nine out of ten, there are people are calling saying we don't want. Look, do you know that majority of Americans don't want both these bills? It's bad for it. But look, if both these bills were passed through, we'll put us about six trillion more dollars in debt. The, the the inflation would go through the roof. But these Democrats are pushing hard for these bills. And in my opinion, it's ridiculous. This overspending has to stop. And I never thought, never thought, I would see Republicans support a bill and Democrats not not support spending. But it's happening, folks. It's in the America we live in. But you know what? Whatever happens, Jesus Christ is still king and Biden isn't. And I heard someone say this yesterday on a documentary. I'm going to say it, Kirk Franklin. God told him one time, unless the person has nail-scarred hands and nail-scarred feet, you don't have to worry about what other people think about you. Jesus Christ is king. He's coming back someday, and he's coming back real soon. I hope you're ready. If not, you can get in touch with me at the Gage Conservative 5, and I'll tell you how. So until next week, ladies and gentlemen, be safe, be encouraged. For our redemption draws nigh. So until next week, bye-bye.